1: already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. And welcome back to another episode of the Toxin Terminator. I'm so glad you guys are tuning in each and every week. Our um, podcast is actually presented to you by Christian Mix 106. It is the widest variety of Christian music out there, bringing people to Jesus each and every day. You can listen for free at ChristianMix106.com. And let me tell you, we're into October And everybody's seeing the pink around everywhere. There's campaigns here, campaigns there. It's all this awareness. And, you know, I'm tired of awareness. We're aware up to the wazoo of being aware of breast cancer. What we need is true education and true reform so that ladies, you know exactly what to be doing to really promote your health. And my guest today is really gonna walk us through so many things that we don't even realize on a daily basis are affecting our overall health. Um, my guest today is an author. She has written the book, Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care. She is an aromacologist. Uh, she is a beauty and botanical formulator for over 25 plus years. She is the founder of Beyond Organic Luxury Skin Care and Wellness. Oh, brand, Living Libations. <laughs> yes, living Libations. Oh, oh I'm sorry. A- I thought
2: you called it something else. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: But let's, let's say that again, <laughs> living libations. And honestly, her backstory is beautiful. You guys need to go check out her website. And this really has a lot of meaning for her. She shared with me that her mother actually passed away from be- breast cancer back in 2014. Um, ladies, one in eight of us are affected by breast cancer. And let me tell you, um, my, my guest, by the way, is Nadine Artemis, so <laughs> <I laughs> <this is> welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Good old time here.
2: <laughs> Hi, what a great subject that we can dive
1: into. Absolutely, because, um, you know, my mom uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer not even a week after the passing of my brother. Oh. And um, that was um, 12 years ago now. Mm. And she's a survivor, and thankfully, oh. um, but this is something that touches every single woman because if it hasn't affected you it's affected somebody that you know so honestly I think we can dive into topics like um you know screenings like you know even be like you what we as women need to be doing for screenings what we need to learn about what we've been told you know some of the myths behind breast cancer and then certainly we're both about good clean beauty and skincare products. And that's where some of the biggest um, offenders are. And I think we can dive into that. Does that sound like a pretty wealth of information there? Oh, yeah, that'll be great. (laughs) Awesome. So share a little bit of backstory about yourself, because I found um, your story on your website just really touching. Hmm, thank you.
2: Well, yeah, as a, as a young child, I mean, you know, you can look back on your life, and I totally feel like I can see all the moments that created this moment. Yes. And I was, you know, in I, luckily I got to spend so much time in nature, and I was always concocting with nature, and truly I could just kind of stare at a patch of grass and look at petals for a long time and just, you know, receive whatever i was receiving then and then make concoctions with mud and you know all that kind of fun stuff and then inside the home i would mix like my mother's exquisite cosmetics with things under the bathroom counter and watch things froth and foam so it was sort of that that phase and then um in grade nine i had the opportunity to do a science fair project and i found this book on making cosmetics in the library that was like geared towards a younger audience it was very easy to understand and. Um, and that was all chapter on perfumes and where they came from. And like, mm. I had all these perfumes, like I collected all the little bottles and sometimes I'd even mix them together, like meltdown eyeshadow into my lip balm and all kinds of fun <laughs> stuff. But the yeah, so it, it talks about the, the history and the mystery and that they were, you know, how this distillation process and that they came from plants, which you didn't really back in those days, you weren't making those connections. And of course, really what's in modern perfume. It's very far removed from the original plant matter. Like even there's rose in it. It's not the real rose. It's synthetic. So I didn't know all that then, but it did say that like you talked about ancient Egypt and the plant distillates, which are called essential oils and that you could probably find them at a health food store. So we drove into the big city of Toronto, got the oils. And then I was just smelling for the first time, like Jasmine and blood orange. And it was amazing. And it felt, it really you know, I didn't even know they're high quality, but it was very different from the perfumes. And it's not like I could div- really knew about synthetics and naturals in that moment, but it spoke to me right. on a deep level. And then I remade uh, Nina Ricci's Lair de Tom using essential oils ah. and it did well. And that was really fun. And then, you know, just kept doing my teenage way. And just, again, just got, I was the youngest. And so I got my mother's and sister's hand-me-downs and my bathroom was like this thing of bottles but I loved it and yeah and then like you know green beauty like there was like body shop and all those things and you thought it was natural and it did seem different then I get to university and I'm really understanding food Mm -hmm. in a deeper level and ingredients and I get to walk by this little tiny health food store every day and I'm just soaking it all in and the books and everything and I'm re understanding how to read labels and what's in food and organic and it just it all came together in like a month And I never ate processed food again. I always ate organics. And so of course I'm like, now I know how to read a supermarket label, like what's going on with body care. And I was like, oh my God, it's like, so not real. Like this, the body shop was just so petroleum derived and you know, the cucumber face toner had never met a cucumber and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So I was like, I've got, I'm going to make my own stuff. And of course that was so fun. So I'm making lip balms and body oils and creams and all of that. And I started like a little business called Artemis Essentials. And I was just making things for friends and family as I was going through university. And then I'm also at university and I'm in women's studies, which is awesome because mm-hmm. I was really bored the first year because I wasn't I couldn't get in yet it was full. And then and then I was like to be for our textbooks were things like our bodies ourselves. Right. And I I would do projects on like midwifery and interview a in midwife and then right. that was fascinating. Um, you know, so and then I was understanding even the history of birth control or the horrors of IUD mm. and all that, and 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 then I was like, oh my god, it also stopped me from having to go down some you know strange wow. paths that way because those they're not, you know, I know it's a, it's a tough situation, obviously. It's like one thing we've been trying to figure out, humanity's been trying to figure out for eons
1: right you know
2: um but the chemical obviously situation of birth control pills and different right. things is really not great for the body at all um, well, so it so that was fascinating and, and then i'm also just really studying the history of you know the medical experimentation on women's bodies and just you know it's it's not a happy story in our culture of like you know from thalidomide to excessive hysterectomies mastectomies thyroidectomies mm-hmm you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a mess. So um, to me, understanding so sort of how, how we've been marketed to as women and that sort of combined with like the falseness of the ingredients, I just was really potent to combine them right. and then really celebrate women's bodies and really like, what do we need? Like we, if we don't need this petroleum lubricant or whatever, like, well, what does our body want? And so then that, became a life's mission. And then also to just find like the best, the purest, most delightful ingredients. So I was like writing farmers and distillers and suppliers all over the world. And then, then I would get samples of oils that were so exquisite, even mm. though they were commonplace, like even like a, like a Bergamore grapefruit. But then I got to see there's a whole other level of quality right, that isn't available in most health food stores. And it was like a whole realm of like fine wine almost where Right, You know, and yeah, yeah. and then if there was something I was reading about, like I would read even books from the 1800s on on cosmetic preparations and stuff, and then I would read about like Angelica or something, but I couldn't find it, so I had to find it. I had to smell, like what were they smelling back then and why, and why were they enamored by it all? Right. So that fueled me through university, and then um, right after I graduated, I opened up North America's first full concept aromatherapy store called Osmosis in Toronto. And that was great. And I got to have all my formulas out and we had a blending bar and we would even sell essential oils by the drop. So you could bring like a little tiny bottle (laughs) by the drop. And then I got to meet a lot of neat people um, that would come in to have perfumes blended. And that was fascinating. And then the next phase, I knew I needed to get out of the city and all that. So then, and I met Ron, who's my partner. And then the next phase, we created living libations in 202.
1: And here we are now. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. That I love. I just love this thirst for information. This quest of, you know, as a child, you knew nature made you feel good. Yeah. You know, you knew yeah. that made you feel good. And and when we look at children, I have twelve grandbabies. Their picture Woohoo! is right, right there, Aww. and they know. You know, they know that that what makes them feel good innately. Um, yes. You know, it's it's as adults that we start getting jaded and you know confused with what really makes us feel good and what doesn't. So, mm-hmm. and I there's just, so much external messaging, and really, truly, now more than ever,
2: as the oh. internet and social media grows, it's like it's hard to know where your thoughts actually are the authentic thought. And so it's, it's important that we take time to slow down our thinking and, and allow space to receive thoughts instead of thinking thoughts.
1: Oh, I love that. That just that, you know, that just calm that you can um, receive You know, a thought instead of having to create it. What a beautiful um, uh, thought there. You know, I really, you know, I talked at the beginning of really wanting to focus in on um, breast cancer, and oh my gosh, there's so many realms with this. But um, one of the things I would like to discuss is the fact that we know uh, well maybe we don't. Let's let's start talking about the science behind breast cancer because we're told it's genetic. We're told, you know, certain things about breast cancer. Let's start debunking some of those misinformation mm-hmm. that we're getting as women.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a vast subject. And I dedicated a, an entire chapter to this in Renegade Beauty. And I was, um, you know, my mom had breast cancer and then and then she, you know, did the regular routine and it was, you know, and it, it went away for or, or whatever, she was okay for three years and then it came back or maybe it could come back a while ago, which is so often the case yeah. where it, if it comes back and then it's metastasized. Right. Right. And then, it, and that, so, oh, there's so much uh, in there. Um, but uh, so as she was dying, I also had to speak, I had a conference coming up and I just felt so inspired even though it was obviously nothing I could do for my mom, but I was like, let's, let's take this moment to really figure it out. And luckily my mom and I were close and I knew a lot about her health history because we would do fun things together, like, go you know, to the, the naturopath or something like that. Yeah. And so I understood that. And also cause she, cause I, I was into health. So, you know, the family talks to me, um, and even yeah, dental and all that. So I, I know her health history. And then when I really went into like all the myriad of combinations and things that could create that imbalance it was just like how could she not have had breast cancer quite frankly you know what i mean like with what was stacked up against her including you know her use of early birth control like however many or birth right how many women have birth control and then hrt hormone replacement therapy and then that's when it comes and then they're like oh now you got to get off the hrt because actually you have breast cancer and and just the hrt alone hormone replacement therapy of that, I'm not talking about bioidenticals or anything, just classic.
1: Right, right.
2: The stats are, are insane for like, just it, it will, it can very much send somebody on that path. So, I mean, that alone, not to mention like everything else. Right. Um, so, so what I really, so when I was going into it, what I found uh, was we really have like a sort of an epidemic of estrogen issues right now. Right. And there's this trifecta of excess estrogen and there's different types of estrogens. There's uh, metalloestrogens, mm-hmm. which are uh, estrogenic effects created by heavy metals. So nickel, cadmium, mercury, we have mercury fillings, lead, pesticides,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: pesticides, you know, alter the sex organs of frogs for, I think they knew the male frogs were neutralized,
1: right? Uh, right. Just,
2: just, you know, neither one or the other. Um, so yeah, just doing weird things in nature. It's obviously going to affect us. Um, so there's metalloestrogens. There is, um, um, mycoestrogens, mm-hmm. which are fungal estrogens. And that is coming into us, um, by way of, um, Well, it's fungus, so mold, foods that have mold, um, so yeah, like a lot of grains or the grains that are swept off the floors, wherever, and then fed to cattle. So you're getting it there through them. Or what you're eating, right? Yeah, or coffee, a lot of coffee as mold, or um, not all, like that's a a new thing to really make sure it's not, um, or uh, wine. Right. Or, you know what I mean? There's just, or like really a lot of grains or cereal. So, if you're just packaged cereal mm-hmm. grains, could have those in them. But then the other thing is that, um, then there's pharmaceutical mycoestrogens, which are fed to cattle to plump them up and all that sort of stuff. And there was a study done in 2011 where uh, I think it was grade nine or 10 New Jersey school girls. were tested for myco, I don't even, I don't know why they were testing them, but for myco um, estrogens and they, uh, 78%. Wow. Just from standard diet. So it's coming in. And then what more people may be familiar with is xenoestrogens and xeno being the root word for foreign. So foreign Mm -hmm. estrogens, so not our own, but, and that's a, you know, big slice of that um, situation is coming from plastics. So it's foreign estrogens that are mimicking they act like estrogens in the body but they're you know not biological your natural estrogen so that trifecta Mm -hmm. is really uh creating some imbalance in the bodies because the you know the mycoestrogens the fungal estrogens love the metalloestrogens they like it's sort of this marriage of metals and microbes feeding off of each other and you know all that kind of stuff and then so the so then also um when we're deficient in some things like oh this was so fascinating because i was like okay so what so when i was studying it um what came into my field of vision was this venn diagram of the three uh types of estrogens and then right. sort of in the middle in my in my mind's eye was the breast cancer so I'm like okay so what's the solution there because for the mycotoxins we need to look at is there candida is there digestive issues you know like sort of taking care of from that and then the heavy metals well where are they coming from they can come in from foods too right. um, It could be you know braces or uh, not usually breast cancer and breast that's a different stage of life, but, you know, nickel, you could have, um, you could have a titanium implant, you could have mercury fillings, you could have all those types of things. And then the xenoestrogens um, could be coming from everywhere. There was a a small study done of, um, through the Silent Spring Institute, which is Rachel Carson's, and and I think just even a mother and daughter, they decided like, okay, we just will eliminate, like, even when we buy quinoa at the health food store, you know, we won't put it in a plastic bag. Right, And then we won't won't put that weird thing in our bubble bath. Like they just went clean for a week. They got tested before and after and their BP A levels just dropped. I think it was about 80%. Oh,
1: I've seen studies like that. You know, here's the point for women and I, and i'm not trying to cut you off and i want oh, to go no, no. with this yeah. is that these xenoestrogens that you say most of us are aware of you know it's it's thousands thousands of products that we're using you yes. know women we use it's deodorant it's lotion it's skincare it's makeup it's hair products it's you know shampooed, um All of that, it's just adding up. And then my other question on the metalloestrogens, Yeah, are we getting that through our water sources too? You know, I know there's a lot of heavy metals in water. Is that coming through that or not? Well, hard to say.
2: I mean, I I don't have like a a facts or studies like to like at the tip of my brain. Um, But when we look at uh, generally municipal tap water through the United States, there's over 200 different, Things from, from veterinary drugs to hormones from birth right. controls, drugs and chemicals, even like cocaine, apparently like yes. you can, you know, and obviously it's all micro and right. then, oh my, and then there's, uh, uh, it's hard to fathom this one, but the plastics and water like, yes. so right. You know, when they do a thing and it's microscopic and then they, but they actually, and then they, you know, apparently we eat like a credit card worth of plastic a month just it's- through like water can, cons- like it's insane because of all the micro plastics now. So there we're just kind of eating it by the micro spoonful. Like it's, so I, that's why I think too, it's like, there's so much stuff you can't control. Like why not A, have fun with the ways that you're abluting impl- your body and engaging with it and, and putting beautiful things on. So, right. you know, and, and just like, that's one thing you literally write, you know in the world around you, like maybe you can't move away from the factory next door or whatever. But you know, hopefully right. that's nobody's lifestyle right now. But yeah, you just really, you gotta find where you can and you know, buy that $20 shower filter even, it will remove chlorine. And w- when yeah. I was in the city and we could only do that, so I had, we had our shower filter and I would bring the kale to the bathroom and rinse it under there. I run the bath from yeah. the shower filter, the shower. you know, yeah. It, would, it was hot and steamy, but hey, it, it felt better.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. in, in, in my research, I have found, and my, my listeners know this from listening to me, is that what you shower, your shower water, is actually even more important than your drinking water. Yes. Because our yes. skin depending on the condition of our skin, depending on the product and the ingredient that's being absorbed, it's anywhere from like 30 seconds to two minutes that it's actually absorbed into the body. It can be detected in the blood in the soft tissue and the organs in our body. Mm-hmm. So we're in the shower for longer than two minutes, Nice. You know, and well, the drinking the water with chlorine, you
2: have a lot of filtration going down. You've got acids and enzymes in the liver and the kidneys and all of that. And the skin is just boom right into the it, bloodstream.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's our largest organ of our body mm-hmm. and really is super important. I mean, these these are things that we're, we're saying to you women to, to open up your eyes, to be just a little bit more aware, not to scare you know, because there's so many solutions. And
2: I think also we're already scared of breast cancer. I feel like as a woman, like, it's like the statistics are kind of one in three or something like, I think, yeah. So it's like, we have to start talking about just simple. And the really, it's like, what makes maybe manifest cancer, I'm not talking from scientific level, but it is a thousand mini steps that kind of, it is. It, or, and more than a thousand, obviously. So it's like, sometimes the solutions are in the many micro steps of our daily lives that we can just slowly, but surely evolve. We can
1: just take one tiny step. And, yeah. and I think being, living in fear also mm-hmm. has an impact on your overall health too. When we live in, and we come from a place of everything is scary and we're living in this, you know, kind of um, fight or flight you know, because that's what our body perceives. Um, When mentally, that's what we're thinking. And so um, I I love that you want, you know, let's go into those solutions rather than really pounding in on, you know, the the things that are are necessarily bad. Yeah, it's good, though, like, it's good
2: to see what what can we do for the terrain and like understanding the terrain of our bodies a bit so that we're now we're the, the choices we're going to make are going to make a little more sense. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, that's a good reason to not have plastic. And unfortunately, uh, BPS or like the next phase of BPA, it's, it's still got estrogenic disruptors in there. So the thing is too, like for thousands of years, for millennia, our breasts, breasts receive the molecules that they knew and recognized. Right. Like, you know and so and now it's like from you know soy to bpa to the mercury fillings and and because we're lacking some nutrients especially iodine so that was really neat when i talked about the venn diagram and then when i was looking at like what are some of the health solutions when i really studied iodine to me it's like the answer right in that venn diagram in the middle because Yeah, because this, and so, and you, generally speaking, the World Health Organization finds that 70% of the world's population is deficient in iodine. Yes. 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 So iodine is, this is a really, yeah, it's a rich area. So it, so it helps. So with the metalloestrogens, iodine is able to chelate heavy metals from the body. I love that. Isn't that amazing? And after 30 days from the work of Dr. Guy Abraham, he says, after 30 days, you're getting to the stuff like aluminum and stuff that start chelating. So, there, so iodine for the metalloestrogens. Uh, for the mycoestrogens, uh, iodine helps to, like, well, in terms of uh, traditional Chinese medicine, you know, they talk about like dampness and there's not, they don't name disease. They talk about like sort of, you know, heat yes. in the lower body, that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah the mycofungal, the mycoestrogens would be dampness in the belly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, they're going to create things like candida, right? And so um, iodine helps to balance that out in it its anti, it helps to really balance the all that stuff going on in the, the digestive tract. And then for the xenoestrogens, iodine, there's three estrogens that we have naturally in our Healthy anti cancer estrogen. So it highlights that. So iodine is such a great solution. And then there are studies and different, um, lots of different work. I give, uh, there's like lots of research in this area. But it's so it, um, oh, it's so, it's such a great thing. And we really all do need it. So we have, we have iodine is needed by every cell in our body. It's a mineral. So it's <laughs> right. like magnesium, except it's iodine, of course. And it came, so when the planet was forming, It was like one of the first things to form this, um, the use of like how iodine connects with the thyroid hormone and, um, yeah, so obviously a huge jump through evolution, but there's stuff there where the, you know, it was being, it was like, there's real connection we have with how that it was happening in the ocean and it was formed and how it's connecting with our bodies. I go into that in the book. And then, so it's, it's like iodine in the body along with the thyroid hormones acts sort of like a surveillance and it's looking through the, the body and finding where we need to have apoptosis, A-P-O-P-T-I-S, apoptosis, which is natural cell death. Right. Which sounds like a negative thing, but it's a positive thing because cancer is cells that aren't dying, right? <laughs> right. So, and we do, we need that clean. We need to just be continually cleaning up the cells in the body so it also does that now there's also a connection um, with the thyroid and breast health so the the thyroid knee is the organ that needs iodine the most in the body and then the breasts are the second and there's even like a, a body uh the iodine symporter pump which is like literally needs iodine to function so if we're lacking thi- um sorry iodine in our bodies those receptors Are empty. They're kind of like empty parking spots, and so then the xenoestrogens are just going to go. Oh, great! There's a parking spot for me and me and me, right? (laughs) Right. So we got to like chelate that out of our body. We do need to raise the good estrogen, and um, yes, and then with diagnosis, there are many issues as well. Okay. So now let's go
1: back to let's let's stop there just one second on iodine because when I iodine, I think
2: salt. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And it used to be
1: in salt. Sol- it used to be in
2: bread. This is fascinating. It used to be in the bread. It was this leavening agent. Right. And then in the 70s, I think it's the 70s, they switched to bromide. Right. Which is in stuff like Gatorade and stuff. And it's so nasty in the body. But here's an interesting thing in the periodic chart, iodine is part of the halide family. And it's the other halides are bromides and fluorides and chlorides, which and we iodine. Bad. Not bad. Iodine's the good one, and it chelates those from the body. So, but they literally took what the body, and I don't think, I think it was probably just because it was cheaper or something. I don't oh, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So That's then they, right. so, and then the, the things start really rising then too, like mm-hmm. rising like the bread and then also the, the breast cancer stats as well. So then we're not getting that basic iodine and sort of the salt in the bread anymore. So um, where
1: do we need yeah. to go to get good Iodine, iodine for our body it can we get it in like our sea salt that we add in or? you need I think we need more than that right okay. now okay
2: only a couple drops a day but we want to get the concentrate so there's a nascent iodine and Lugol's iodine those are common I feel like the nascent is just it's um it, it's made in a way that I feel like it's a little bit more absorbed but okay. Lugol's will certainly do the job and then um you know every it's different amounts, but you can kind of experiment between one and three drops. There's also very good books on the subject, the iodine crisis, and I'm sure yeah. they have websites. And then Dr. David Brownstein has a book called Iodine. And there's a wealth of information in there about dosages and stuff. And also iodine is used successfully topically um it's called painting i don't know so we may know i too. like isn't it that red stuff that they used to use on like soldiers wounds and stuff not that any of us are around but yeah it's, it, is, it is it is that thing but what a lot of people don't know is it's an essential mineral for our body like okay. it's not yeah and so we need that and so the lutels or the mason is very good and there's also there is even iodine um there's something called Iodoral, which is tablets mm-hmm. but i like the liquid
1: like the liquid better. okay yeah
2: her, and and Jals has a lot
1: for sure, but I think we all need a little bit more than even okay. adults right now. Yeah. Right. And I didn't know, you know, so yeah. this is a great oh, yeah. tool for me is, is then to figure out because we don't want to just tell our audience we need more iodine and then not guide them into oh, the yeah. and then we're getting, you know, stuff oh, that's yeah. not good. Okay. So now, now we're into screenings and we're into, you know we're stepping into that process here, right? Oh,
2: one more thing I just want to say because uh, you can paint the iodine on. Sorry, you can actually topically mix it with a little beautiful oil or olive oil or coconut oil, and you—it's put on like, like, you know, different things people have had. So you can read about it in the in the iodine books. I don't want to go too like cure all, but it's interesting. You can even put it on your painted on your neck for your thyroid. thyroid in between your breasts in between your yeah on them men are you can put it on this um testicles awesome yeah oh and also because when we are in not sufficient iodine if you've got fibrocystic breasts which are like they hurt before your period and stuff yes all of that goes away with iodine
1: so so is there okay let me ask you this question because brain's on fire here yeah um is there a, a point where you can get too much iodine apparently, I mean, there would be, but it does, it
2: leaves the body pretty like it takes what it needs in that moment. And it does leave okay so but so, you still want to be reasonable
1: yeah not not like a major major concern you know like say vitamin yeah. b when we're taking you know excess vitamin b actually can you know kind of yes working yeah. against you um yes. you know so i just want to make sure our, our audience knows too so not necessarily something certainly we want to be aware of but yes yeah. no. and there is
2: an iodine loading test um i can't remember the name of the lab but there's definitely you can you can do you know check your stats beforehand take some or or vice versa, start taking it, see where you're at, but they found at that, that lab, and I would only think that kind of more affluent people are using a lab to test their iodine. Like, obviously that's a pretty privileged situation to be in to even know that exists. And what they found from 30,000 people is that everybody was deficient. Yep. So I think we can pretty safely assume that we all need a bit more.
1: Did you know that many of us have symptoms of toxin overload in our bodies, but we don't even know it. Signs of a toxic overload could be headaches, fatigue, insomnia, skin issues like acne and psoriasis, and hormonal imbalances, and the list just keeps on going. But the problem I had, and I'm sure many of you have had, is how can you know how well you're managing your toxic risk? That's why I've put together a free toxic risk assessment that will help you discover what products might be contributing to your toxic symptoms and what small changes you can make to detox and cleanse your health. After you take the assessment, you're going to get my free toxic free home shopping guide. This is the easy button for finding the right products to shop for. These are the products I've been using in my home and the products I give my stamp of approval on. Take your free assessment now at amycarlson.com to get on the path of detoxing and cleansing your health. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for bringing that to the audience. So then let's move into, because we've talked about the estrogens. Um, We've talked about kind of where all this stuff is coming from. We really touted that. So let's talk about as women, what are some, some of the kind of preventative measures that we want to take beyond you know, changing products, but what do, you know, from self exams to um, we're going to talk about mammography. I'd like to talk about thermography, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and some other avenues that we have as women that might be some better options for us.
2: Yeah. And I think, like, I think if, you know, we think about testing and then the mammography being like, we must test like the breast to find out. And I think there's so many other ways to understand you could have an iodine test. You could test your hair for heavy metals. You could, you could test and see like, or, or you could just know like, am I, do I, am I bloated? Am I, you know, do I have indigestion? Do I have candida? Like, so, you know, taking care of stomach issues and you could also check for like, um, yeah, even your estrogen levels. And so there's a lot of understanding. You could see what's going on along with you biologically to see what, you know what kind of path they're on and what you need to do to turn that around so to me i feel like there's a bunch of tests it's not related to the breast but it will give you the data you need to know and right. what you need to create um to make those changes for sure and then um yes yeah, so because th- thermography is also great and now they really you can do breast thermography but if you're going to get it done you may as well kind of just do body thermography you know see where the heat lines are so th- so Mammography, which we can talk about, but thermography is seen as something that you can, you know, you can do it whenever you want, as much as you want. There's literally no, nothing, gonna hurt the body in any way. Risk, thank you. Um, And what's really neat is you see the heat line. So it's a type of photography that shows heat signatures in the body. So you got have your whole body done. And then that, you know, that knee that might be bothering you or something, you're like, oh, it's like, it's showing the red heat. So you're seeing, oh, that's inflammation because yeah. where there's inflammation, there's imbalance. Really right. inflammation is the beginning of all disease on one level, right? Like that has to happen. Right. You
1: know? now, right.
2: Also, obviously we need inflammation tool. It's a good tool that brings healing to an area, but um, when it's imbalanced. So also it's neat. Cause I, I also wrote a book on dental care so I'm fascinated by all these intersections. And so from that work, I know about root canals mm-hmm. and that's obviously a whole other subject, but they, um, it was studied that like 98% of all breast cancer cases had a root canal on the same side of the body.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: Now that doesn't mean that if you have a root canal you will develop it,
1: right? But it's still, you know, because, oh yeah, yeah root because, canals are, <laughs> another- yeah that we we can talk about later but um I like the thermography idea I was introduced to this oh gosh several years ago and I you know it is it is a thermal imaging that's looking at the body but what I learned and and correct me if I'm wrong we're able to see and detect Uh, It doesn't necessarily see a tumor. You have to go and get additional testing for that, but it can indicate that this could be a possibility there. And in, in thermography, it's seeing, I've heard up to seven years before a mammogram will pick it up. Yes. I
2: believe that's like, yeah, because also before we see cancer, it's like developing, like it doesn't happen overnight. It's this slow
1: moving thing. Right. And I was told you should get a full body scan, you know, and then you go back in like six months and do it again and see what's Change the so changing you baseline yes. and then you can go back and, and then see what's changed to know what's going on. Yeah, it's
2: so good to have a baseline. And I think you could even Google, like uh, you know, do an image search and you could see like breast the murder the, just so people can get what we're saying. What I found fascinating knowing about root canals is then when you're doing a whole body thermography or just the head and the breasts, you can see the heat line signatures that connect the root canal to the breasts. Like it's just inflamed on the pathway down.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Ah, that's so, you know, uh, we, you need to just come back on and talk about (laughs) the the connection between our mouth, our oral health and our physical health, because so many people do not connect those two together. So we've talked about, um, you know, the, the other health screenings. I love how you started there, you know, knowing what is going on with our digestive system. Do we have any food sensitivity sensitivities that are causing issues in there um, with the gut lining and in all of that? um because if we're if we're not balanced there then our body can' absorb and use all of the food that we're feeding it properly right
2: exactly
1: yeah you know so um, so so doing all those tests and the hair test you know for the heavy metals and mm-hmm. um, you know now my training says go to a functional medicine doctor yeah. where they'll get to you um, And we can talk about test results now, if you'd like to talk about that too, where traditional doctors aren't going to go as deep with their testing and their results are testing you in this, how do I want to? Like a path. It's kind of a path. It's this, it, it. Yeah. Number one, first of all, it's the the way they look at their averages. You know, I have to say, anybody who is a mom out there, you know, grandma, aunt, you know, has children. Do you want your children in school to get C's and D's, or would you prefer that they get A's in in class? You know, so it's like in traditional medicine, we're saying, oh, you're in that normal range, so you're getting a C or a D, and so modern
2: medicine. you know
1: so so you're good you're good you're in that normal range but do is that really what we want for good no we want optimal (laughs) yeah you know i i love that and i and i i don't even remember who did the the school analogy so um do your trainings talk anything about mammograms do you still see those as a viable option or not
2: I do talk about that in my book, and and I wish I had like all the exact statistics in my brain. I may I may pull them out. Um. So, since there's been more testing and mammographies, which have a huge false positive rate, right? There has been an eight hundred percent increase in breast cancer diagnosis since now. You're them? So it's, since it's come into like being more. But here's the other thing. There's also been. Um, sorry, my dog is barking. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, there. Um, should I get her? Because like, just like, just pause for a minute because she'll stop barking. Can you hear her? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay. So there's been. Oh Eight hundred percent increase. In also, and in, in that diagnosis is. This ductal DCIS, ductal carcinoma in situ, in situ, which is, which is a non, which is a zero stage cancer that isn't cancerous, but just has abnormal cells. Okay. 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 So all these women and the statistics are pretty high forgetting the false positives, they have DCIS, which is just abnormal breast cells. It doesn't mean they're on a cancerous path. But how many, so many of those women go down the pathway of then a mastectomy preventative or tamoxifen and they may not even be battling it. And then the other thing that's crazy about this current way that we're approaching breast disease is, now it makes sense because to me, I'm like, yeah. Oh, also, sorry, so many things to share. Mammography also has so like, it's, it's painful from what I understand, it's squishing the breast. So if there is a tumor, it's, it could be spreading it. There's also the exposure to radiation. So every time you have a mammogram, your chance of breast cancer increases. And I can't remember the stat,
1: but I think it could be 10%. It's high. A year. It's, it's high. Yeah. And if you're getting repeated, I I, I want to pause for a moment. If you don't mind me sharing a personal story. Yeah, but do. Yes. To mammography is um, my mother died from a form of lymphatic cancer. And mm. so as a woman, they wanted me starting to get mammograms when I was thirty-five years old,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which I did because they they told you're me, good, you're good, you know that's yeah. that what I needed to do. At one point, at one of my mammograms, I believe it's when I was forty years old, um, and I was going in every two years to get it done. Um, they saw. Um, I think these DCISs, you know, is honestly yeah. what they saw. And um, first of all, they don't tell you what's going on right away. It's just that we find these abnormalities and we need to send you to a surgeon and, and, and talk it over. And the surgeon that I went to, they they told me it wasn't necessarily breast cancer, but they were abnormal cells within the breast. and there were a mm-hmm. number of them. so if they didn't remove, breast that they could form together to be to, to become a tumor is what I was told
2: um, so maybe there's some other options that they don't come together instead of so just lobbing it up
1: well this surgeon I, I mean he's talking to me now mind you I'm you know 40 years old and I'm like it was this my only option is to remove my breast? And he's like, yep, yeah, it's your only option that you have. You know, you've got you've got implants, so I can't do anything with your tissue. You have to take everything. We have to remove it all. And he left the room. He was just very abrupt and and left. And the nurse comes back in and I'm just sitting there bawling, you know, at, you know, I'm, um, I'm yeah. my breast and I, you know, gosh, I'm a young I to, woman. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, what do I have going on? And I, t- I called my and I she made him come back in and talk to me, which it was even worse then. So I won't go into that story. Um, but I decided to get a second opinion. And women, nice. this is what I wanted why I wanted to share this, is because I thought this can't be the end of it. This can't be the answer when it's not even a breast cancer tumor, you know, for me. Yeah. And so I went and I got a second opinion, and they're like, no, we can laparoscopically go in and remove these. And what it was is more like a calcification.
2: Oh yeah, that you, yeah, there, and that's what you also learn too. There's so much that can go on in a breast. That's kind of they go through so much, like right. lump, you know, lumpy and bumpy, and it may not be anything. There's right. there are
1: life stages, yeah. Right, and he and she's like, this is not bad, but if. Oh. It, if it's, Bothersome, and you think it will be, we'll just go in laparoscopically and remove them. And I went in, they did it. Um, I mean, within a half hour, I had a little band aid on, you know, I mean, oh. seriously, and, and was totally fine. Um, so, wow. women, do not be afraid to go get a second chance. Make sure your doctor's listening to you, you know, and because a that new doctor, it was it was a horrible experience. But anyway,
2: so. well, no, I, well, I'm glad you went through that so you could share because yeah. it it really is key. And then also with mammography, I have this in my book, but something like you're exposed to radiation that's like just outside the Hiroshima epicenter, or like after ten mammographies. I mean, it's just like insane. Yeah. So there's that going on. False positives. Oh, like, uh, so many. And then biopsies are another issue because. It's like this harpoon that goes in. And then, so if there is cancer, then it goes in. And then as it's coming out, it can be moving cancerous cells all along the biopsy needle track. And then you're spreading it. And then there was this woman who had just such a horrific breast story. She wrote a book about it. It's called Saving Victoria's Breasts. She didn't know she had a heavy biopsy in the US right now that off, I don't know the stats, but most of the time they leave a little piece of metal in the breasts so that the surgeon knows where the biopsy was. It's like this little X marks the spot. Oh,
1: that's It's awesome. the size
2: of like half a grain of rice. And they come in different shapes. And one of them is the ribbon are you little, serious i'm serious you can you could google I, I can't remember the official name and so but the thing is too they can move so it doesn't even really tell you and then but the this woman in her she was not informed like it wasn't part of the informed consent either and she literally has so she had this you know, sort of thing growing but
1: it actually wasn't cancer it was like this reaction to the metals and stuff to the metal but, in in our body yeah I had had prior to the whole issue that we talked about before yeah. I had a um, cyst on, on, oh, yeah. which your common So same comments. breast and the, and the, the gynecologist, he's like, Oh, we'll just aspirate it. Oh my, oh, my God. My. <laughs> so, <laughs> here they are with this big long needle, like stabbing oh, into your chest to aspirate. And he's like, well, it just keeps moving. I walked away from that appointment bruised, from the neck down to the, oh, body, you know, because oh my we're goodness. stabbing, stabbing, stabbing. What we do
2: is supposedly. Now, and then the relationship between iodine and cysts is like, like
1: huge. Okay, ladies, yes, iodine. Huge. You need to yeah. get the iodine because not only is it going to help you with your health, look at all the, the wonderful. Okay, so we talked about mammograms and. We um, could talk about surgical because. That's yes, obviously, because in my, in, on one level, you think, well, yeah,
2: radiation issues, obviously chemo issues. Um, but yeah, like kind of removing the tumor kind of seems like, well, yeah, let's just remove that. So it, it's, and it, it's kind of more natural, so to speak, because you're not, right? So it seems like an option. However, what we've known since the 90s um, is that there's a main, there's this, um, the main tumor. Mm mm-hmm secretes this thing called angiostat and it's like this protein and what it does is it circulates through the body and it makes sure kind of this is very non-scientific discussion but it prevents tiny microscopic cancers from spreading around the body and okay okay, so it's it but it has to come out of the main sort of mother tumor so when we remove the main that tumor Mm -hmm. there's no angiostat there's no source and it's like this is it's like a surveillance method and it's gathering all the microscopic. So when you remove the main source, what happens often is that there it comes back with metastasizing because it's now it's out of control, and it's all over the body. So knowing that we've known that, I, I I'm so surprised that that hasn't evolved. What we also what also happened, oh my God, like over a decade ago, was that they realized that the when you do research, there's a cell line. I'm not totally sure, but I think you like kind of call up, I need the cell line because I'm going to do breast cancer research. And then you get the little cell line that everybody works off of. Okay. Well, they found out that that cell line that everybody had been using since the nineties or before that was actually like melanoma cells, wasn't even breast cancer. So we've got literally thousands and thousands of studies that, are, that aren't,
1: yeah, aren't even, aren't even the Why does that not surprise me? And listen. So that's the cluster that we're trying to figure out. And it's like, mm, yeah. Crazy, but you know, and here's here's the thing. Bre- you know, breast cancer is such a personal thing. It, it you know it really is, and and if you have that diagnosis, um, you know only you can decide what path you're going to go down. Because no one's here to say what's the right, what's the wrong. You know, choice for you. I know yeah. lots of women who have gone the chemotherapy, radiation route, and 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 then supported their bodies. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know some who say no I'm gonna do it completely holistic so sometimes I think pe- when people don't have it again I feel like they maybe they have the DCIS. yeah too, you know and yeah. Then, so it, it wasn't going to come back anyway Yeah we have no idea yeah. what's what's even going on there oh my gosh okay so, um, we talked about lifestyle risks, we t- uh controlling our risk. So we've talked mm-hmm. a little bit. Of, we haven't really talked about controlling our risk. We've talked about where our risks are. We, mm-hmm. you know, we, um, we know it's coming in through our water sources. We know it's coming in through our food sources. And, and we mm-hmm. know it's coming in through our products that we're using every day in our homes. So how can we control our risk? What are some better options for us? in this, I think of it as mitochondrial medicine. So we want
2: to think the mitochondria is the the heart, the the center of the cell. That's like the, you know, the whole nucleus. No, it's not the nucleus, but you know what I mean? It's the heart and soul. And we got to have healthy mitochondria in every cell. So I think of things like iodine is for sure. Mitochondrial medicine, Uh, even, even things like a little dash of baking soda in the morning, uh, before you do much besides have water alkalinizing the body. And so simple and like you know, so affordable, um, uh, the <laughs> other really have to be yeah, expensive, guys, <laughs> totally, then another thing that will literally slash breast cancer risk by 50%. So that seems like a good one to pursue is sufficient levels of vitamin D in the body.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. And
2: y- yes, we can take vitamin D supplements. However, we also need to know that our skin needs sunshine and it creates different beautiful chemical reactions in the body that we need. It's like a lubricant from the inside. Right. It activates antimicrobial peptides. Um, it creates capillicidins, mm-hmm. which are a whole other thing, but it's like so good for the stomach. It's it's really your whole immune system. Um, it, and it we have vitamin D receptors, thousands, all over like all of our skin and body. So our, our skin is literally designed to receive cool. Mm-hmm. The rays. Mm-hmm. And when we block it, we are cutting ourselves off from like life force extraordinarily. And when we use sunblock, which is also carcinogenic, yes. and then it's more carcinogenic when it's exposed to sunlight and baked into your skin. But right. besides all that, let's just pretend it was natural or something. What's happening is you're dividing. The reception into your body of the UVA and the UVB rays, right? And you're not getting any UVB, and UVB is the vitamin D generator, along with its ultraviolet partner UVA. When we just get UVA rays without without the B, that is, then it becomes sun damaging because it's right. it's it's not whole. Right. So how much time do we need? Uh... Everybody's going to be different. It just okay. depends on your on your uh, line like your skin tone your um longitude and latitude the time of year um so and we need more than we think and also there's a lot of days where it isn't sunny so you kind of i kind of i really obviously i can i have a flexible schedule and I, you know i kind of work all day all night and i'll find my pockets of sunshine but i will literally look at the hourly weather report and like plan my time and sun right. and then you know you really got you can do the front the back the sides so you really could by kind of doing 20 minutes you could um, you could really get a good hour, right? yeah Which and you've got to build it up. Of course, you want to start slowly if you haven't been in the sun, right? And um, there's also an app, but it's called uh, D Minder, and it, you put in your longitude, latitude, and and um, it, it it tunes in with the weather that day, what? and it will say like you know twenty minutes will give you like one hundred and fifty
1: thousand IU. I like D Minder. Yeah course there's an app for that (laughs) of course there is why wouldn't there be okay so now um so we've got iodine we have baking soda which now correct me if i'm wrong but didn't people used to always brush their teeth with baking soda
2: yeah and i i say if i'm talking about oral care it's like you know what we make beautiful toothpaste and dental serums but besides that if you just Take all the drugstore stuff and just put it aside, and literally just went and got or use if you got baking soda in your house and you use that for the rest of your life, you would be a thousand times better off than pursuing the the chemicals from the drugstore that literally create bleeding gums and blah blah blah. So yes, then if we think about the monoterpenes, which are naturally found in in plants, and and my favorite extractions, the essential oil world. Yes. Um. So. And there's, I've got studies in my book and it shows that, so the monoterpenes in these plant matter, like frankincense has lots, they really mm-hmm. all have some degree of them, really show to, are, are really preventative for um, you know the cells going down that pathway. And uh, there was a doctor that did a study with orange oil um, because it's really high in limonene, and that has shown to combat um, the development of cancerous breast cells. And so I have a recipe for that in my book. It's basically pretty simply like 10% orange with like you could do with coconut oil or jojoba oil. Yeah. Pour that into our basket ever and massaging breasts and very, very good results with that. So it's like, so why wouldn't you want that to just be a part of your daily, daily things that you're putting on your body rather? So forget the chemicals, forget even neutrality. Like why not take it up to this new level where every gesture of self-care that you are doing for your body, whether it's brushing your teeth or putting on hand cream is actually immune enhancing. Yes.
1: It's yes. Like,
2: yeah.
1: I love it's it. Cleaner. I love it. And I heard, and I knew that the limelene and the monoterpenes were super beneficial for, um, you know, the, the, um, promoting the, you know, good cells, you know, not, yes. not the bad cells in the body. And, and uh, I've seen many um, uh, recipes with the combination of the frankincense and the orange. You oh, know, yeah. Put them uh, together. Yeah. Together, you know, in a capsule, make, yeah. as, a, as a serum, as, you we know. We make a beautiful breast health oil.
2: It's so popular. People love the aroma and it's got all those things in it. Um, Actually, we're using grapefruit instead of orange, but it has like just as much limonene. The study was just done with the orange, and then we're infusing like broccoli seed oil because it's got the celeriferin, and then we've got St. John's wort. And so, uh, speaking about like self-exam, I feel like yeah, why why even have that be a separate action? You know what I mean? Because it also it's it's not it's weird. It's kind of like just a health pamphlet. It's not like really about connecting with your body. We have to understand that these are pronic channels and you know we can tune into them we don't have to think be afraid of these things sitting on our chest that seem to like be like these canaries in a coal mine they really (laughs) are these barometers showing us some of the imbalance of things going on in in our world um what was the, the breast oh yeah so when you're just applying it yeah, that's, you'll know what's going on. It's just like in your daily self-care. It doesn't have to be this separate thing and am I doing it right? You will feel. You'll know. You'll feel it. And by massaging the breasts, we're helping the whole lymphatic system. Oh yes. We're get, helping to to get rid of the excess estrogen. Cuz that's what's going on too. So another thing we can do is just not wear normal deodorant. We you know, you can just even a dusting of baking soda helps or clay um, and of course Because I have made a solution for everything. We do a beautiful poetic pits, which are underarm charms. Yes. And, but that if you're using regular deodorant, it's that daily dose of aluminum for 40 years. It's not good. And a lot of breast cancer really is in the armpit. It is. It's the lateral aspect and you can have lymph nodes moved. Yes. Um, So by massaging is great. And also understanding like, how are we holding them up? So if you've got, at the end of the day, if you've got red marks from your bra, it's too tight. Yes. Right. So, obviously, like, it, you know, obviously, everybody's different shapes and sizes, but like, you know, a, like a yoga top with a little, like, a, with a, like one or 2% spandex is often all you need a, for many occasions. Um, yes. I've done talks and I've seen women like literally throw their bras afterwards. But what hap- what's happening is we're creating a bit of a lymphedema in our breasts, which creates a bit of a, a pocket the cesspool. Yes. And then again, years of that non movement of the lymph system is just like, it's too stagnant. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. I have gotten, I, I choose personally myself as much as possible not to wear a bra. Yeah. <laughs> it just is like, you know, if I, if I'm like today with the top that I have on, I can take like one of those pads that you get like in a bathing suit and there's, oh, yeah. you know, a tape that you can put on so that, you know, if I don't want nipples to show or, you know, I know we get real personal here, <laughs> yeah. but there's things that you can do, you know, it just, it's, you know, that's just me. That's what I choose. There's a lot of options. <laughs> lots and lots. Of, and you don't have to be, you know, um, totally bra you know, and sometimes, you know, you just, but the, the comfort, you know, not constrained, yes. not push. Also not push, what we
2: think, push. we think it's holding, it is holding itself obviously, but it's actually atrophying the muscles. <laughs> it is. So by actually taking them off and, you know, you know, even, you can even do some lymphatic things, but by let sort of setting them free, you're actually keeping the muscles like more active. Because yes. you think about it, if we if we had our arm in a sling for too long, it would, the muscle would atrophy. Yeah, And so we also don't need to take our beautiful teen girls and, and strap, wrap their breasts up too early either. Obviously, you know, there's different growths and stuff because I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know the experience of having a D cup situation, yes. right? So I, I definitely... um you know, sensitive to that, but we don't like, obviously there's a lot of situations where people Absolutely. do not need bras.
1: Tell our audience, cause I got, I, we could just talk for hours. <laughs> I know we could, but tell our audience, where can they get a hold of you? Where, you know, you, it sounds like you've got this beautiful apothecary store and I want to make sure that people know where to find you. Sure. Well, our beautiful world of Living Libations is LivingLibations.com,
2: and okay. on there you will also find um, lots of articles. If you know lots of things I've mentioned today, even from oral health to sunshine health, there'll be something up there for you to see. And then we also do consults, like for free okay. video consults. You can talk to us about your skin and email us any question at all. We're happy to answer any and all questions. And I'm always right there uh, with the team you know, helping give the best answers and, and getting everybody, you
1: know,
2: just I, what they need.
1: I love that. And, and, and Nadine, you're, you're, it's a lifelong passion for you. This has been something that has been ingrained in you from the beginning. This is truly God's gift to you, um, you know, and your gift out to the world. So um, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave our, our audience with as we close up? Just like, I know we've talked
2: a lot of, a lot of serious subjects today yeah. and it can be a bit, I'm sure, like, whew. Um, but just know that, like, you know, your body's alive and any, you know, it can all turn around and just know, like, it's, it's, there's so many beautiful solutions and
1: there's really nothing to worry about. Beautiful. Thank you.
0: That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health.